Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 12th of August. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any other thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read the disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to our website and you can read it there. All right, well, an interesting morning in store for us today. Uh, We do have results dropping thick and fast, and I will give those to you as we go in a minute. But for the scores on the doors in the US and international markets last night, we had the Dow Jones closing up 0.62% or 220 points to 35,485 points. NASDAQ, though, coming under some pressure, down 23 points, 16765 and the S&P 500 as per the usual in the middle for diddle up 0.25% quarter of a percent 11 points to 4448 as the VIX we saw drop 4.35% and as a result of all this spaghetti SPY futures up 10 points or 0.13%, 75.03. So a modestly higher opening in store for us today as we continue to grind higher. No doubt the 11 o'clock New South Wales numbers and Victorians will be glued to their TVs and the market will also see uh, strength or weakness from there depending on the numbers. But overseas, the US market still very much in the summer doldrums at the moment. And we did get some inflation numbers last night. But once again, uh, transitory is the word that uh, is constantly used. And core CPI wasn't quite as bad as some were going for. And it does lend some credence to the Fed's view that inflation is tempering and therefore they won't have to to, uh, move too quickly uh, in terms of those rate rises. But it didn't stop the U.S. Treasuries from moving higher last night. Good demand for a U.S. Treasury auction there. In terms of commodities last night, we saw Brent crude up 1.15%.817144. WTI up 1.4%, 96 cents to 69.25. So still hovering around that $70 level. And the gold price, finally finding some support. $21.60 better. $1,753.30, up 1.25%. Iron ore also finding a bit of support around that 162 level at 166.20 today, up $4 or 2.47%. The Aussie dollar pretty much unchanged, 73.71. In terms of other commodities, we had copper up 0.9, nickel had a great night, up 3.3%, aluminium up 1.2, zinc up 1.4, lead up 1.1, and tin up 1.6% in the US. And as a result of all that, here you can see the S&P 500 had a bit of a swoon after that uh, CPI number, but it found its way back again and uh, pushed ever higher. And once again, record highs etc for the US record highs for us as far as major stories go the uh, stimulus taking a little bit of center stage in terms of uh, getting that through one of the houses the other house should be just a rubber stamp but of course there's a three point whatever trillion dollar package coming further down the line if Biden can get that one through so at the moment we've got about a trillion dollars with the stimulus building roads rails 
internet and fast charging stations. But uh, all eyes still very much on the Fed. Those inflation numbers last night, the core inflation was enough to keep the Fed relatively happy at the moment. But Chicago's Fed head Evans wants to see a few more months of employment data before making decisions on the taper. And the Republicans looking to pressure Manchin and Cinema to stop Dems from spending $3.5 trillion. Well, that's a headline from the past, isn't it? Consumer inflation in the US moderates. PBOC faces contrarian calls for a surprise interest rate cut. Certainly seeing the Chinese economy slow, and some of that has got to do with the outbreak of the Wuhan COVID-19 virus in China and big lockdowns and, of course, their very draconian measures on those lockdowns. Uh, Janet Yellen weighs a visit to China, her first as Treasury Secretary. Good luck with that. And the FDA set to clear a third COVID shot for immunocompromised patients and Israel weighs further lockdowns. It's got 80% of its adult population fully vaccinated. So when we talk about that magic number, 75 or 80 percent maybe the magic number as douglas adams was want to say is actually 42 what's on today we have consumer inflation expectations for august we have uh, the u.s core cpi that did rise 0.3 of a percent from the prior months giving it 4.3 percent from july 2020 in the u.s we did see some of the tech stocks under pressure tesla down 0.3 apple up 0.2 we're on the verge of yet another iphone which will have a better camera and a better chip that'll be about it amazon down 0.9 netflix down 0.7 square fell 0.7 in u.s trade bhp up 0.4 and rio was down one percent we have results thick and fast today amp profit fell for 28% no dividend declared for that one not much of a surprise maybe some signs of green shoots there uh, james hardy's been raised to a buy at city cba cut to a sell on its results and jbh jb hi-fi raised to a buy iof ifl is putting some assets up for sale after its mlc buy and westpac looking to break up its wealth management unit in other results today, QBE has doubled its dividend to 11 cents. Revenue rose 14% to 9.1 billion. So pretty good results there for QBE, one we have talked about. Telstra also announcing today profit rose 3.4% to 1.9 billion. Uh, the dividend, I think, is unchanged. And they have also announced a $1.35 billion buyback. So uh, not a bad holy trinity from Telstra which could just grind higher. NABS has got their third quarter update today. Net profit of $1.65 billion, cash earnings of $1.7 billion, and cash earnings increased 10.3% year-on-year. Ten-year yields, this is an interesting one. At the moment, the US 10 years have moved up to 1.33. wasn't very long ago that it was around 1.14, 1.15. So it's had a relatively big move for uh, Treasury yields. Australia was around 1.12. Now 1.22, Germany still stuck in the middle with you, down 0.47%. That is a negative. You don't get any interest if you put your money in Germany. Ingham's is making a chicken run for rival producer Hazeldeans. Hazeldeans has around a 5% share. And Ingham's is presently in negotiations with Woolworths about the supply contract to supply all the chicken to Woolies. 
it's unlikely that they would lose that contract given that there's no one to fill the void as Ingham's is so big. And the extraordinary rise of Australian lithium companies means that some of them are close to breaking into the top 100. For instance, Pilbara Mines is up 40% this month. Extraordinary. Go the UN Code Red report. Certainly helping drive some of those lithium stocks higher. As far as question of the day goes, it's an $80 million lottery tonight. The Powerball Lotto, $80 million. Do you play the lotteries? Uh, interesting question. I guess it has implications not just for... Uh, for you in terms of your uh, gaming habits, but also in terms of what's happening with Tabcorp, Kino, the waging division, and we've got this big float SG coming down the line. So it'll be interesting to hear whether you do actually play the lotteries. And I guess if you do play, do you play online or do you go to the news agents? Online has implications, of course, for Jumbo Interactive. J-I-N is the stock code on that one. And it does have the Tabcorp monopoly on providing online lotteries and and also for those uh, charities as well. So uh, JNI, or JIN, sorry, has been doing quite well recently. That's it for me today. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, or insights over there. Play nice, children. And we, uh, we have a great group, 3,500 members over there, members helping members. I did have to uh, remove one post this morning. Uh, because it uh, got a little bit fruity but um, generally it's a very well behaved group and would love to have your company and thoughts over there on that group so always good to get you involved but once again thanks very much for listening and have a great day